Okay, there we go. We are on and popping. Woo! Oh, I had to put some stuff together real quick. Hold on one second. Um, yeah, but thank y'all for tuning in today. This is First Off In Your Opinion Podcast. It's your boy, Tom Swoop. We're going to be talking about business versus your little business. You know what they be talking about every time you say, oh my gosh, I got my little business popping. Somebody be like, oh, you got a little business. But we're going to cover a few things today. I got a special guest that I'm going to bring on air in just a few moments. But I want to let you know if you're watching on uh, Facebook, go ahead and share the post. Share it to all your groups, uh, pages or whatever. Let's get as many people on here tonight. And if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, thumbs up, bell notifications and all that jazz. And we're going to try to grow this thing to the next level. But tonight we're talking about entrepreneurship and the hurdles. When I tell you it's hurdles in this, man, it's hurdles in this. But I'm going to bring my special guest on tonight so you guys can talk to her, ask her questions. It's pretty shiny. Shiny, how you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So tell the people a little bit about you and what you got going on. Oh, um, I don't know if you got enough time for them to tell them everything about me. But <laughs> let's see. Um, so I'm pretty shiny on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, which I heard the news. Um, even TikTok, which I'm trying to learn how to get into. Trying to have my nieces teach me because you know, right? I'm over thirty, so it's right. a little hard to catch on. Um, I have businesses. I'm the co-owner of one of them. I have Box by John, which is my crafting business. Uh-huh. And then I also have Pretty Tough Puka. I'm sure everyone has seen us around town. Um, we definitely got the best puka out there. Yes, I'm stamping it. The best puka out there. Okay. Um, okay. But I'm just a, you know, all-around entrepreneur, hustler, whatever you want to call it. Um, I try to turn my hobbies into actual businesses. I know that's mm-hmm. something we'll be talking about tonight. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a big proponent of entrepreneurship. I feel like some, I feel like anybody who's working or anything of that nature, you need to have some form of a side hustle, um, some form of an entrepreneurship lane besides your nine to five until you can convert your nine to five into a full-time entrepreneurship lane. You do definitely need to have something going on. Um, I feel like a lot of people um, go about it the wrong way. Now that's a whole nother thing. And we'll get into that a little Mm -hmm. bit tonight. Um, Cause we're, we're about to go into that season, you know, the season that I, you know, it's like, I, I love it. I love this season coming up, but at the same time, I, I, it irritates my soul because I, I see the missteps, the missteps in getting off balance with how you start your business. It irritates my soul because I, I, you got your phone on, you got to cut your phone off. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit of a delay, but yeah, it's, it's the season coming up, you know, at the new year, everybody, you know, they want to start their new business. They want to develop something. You know, everybody has a dream and there's nothing wrong with having a dream. But I do feel like if you put a little bit more hard work and thought into the plan of your dream, it'll actually pay off for you. I feel like a lot of people put a lot of effort into the product and not the plan. If that makes any sense. Like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's like, let's say I'm a, I make hats, you know what I'm saying? Which I do. <laughs> so um, I make hats. <laughs> Just and, throw that out there. Right. And so I'll go, I spend all my time coming up with this design, coming up with this fabric, coming up with this hat that, you know, I end up with a dope hat. You know what I'm saying? This hat is dope. But my plan for bringing it to the people, my plan for marketing to the people, the infrastructure of my business, my uh, my business credit, my business, you know, overall corporate look, all of that stuff falls to the wayside because I spent all of my time trying to focus on the product. Half the time, Mm -hmm. the product is never our problem. It's the infrastructure of our dream. That's the problem. And that's where we always fail. Um, it's a couple, I'm gonna put this on the screen real quick and read it out. 
Um, the most common reasons for small businesses to fail include the lack of capital or funding, retaining inadequate management team, um, a faulty infrastructure or business model, and an unsuccessful, unsuccessful marketing initiatives. And when, like, when, when I say marketing initiative, what's like, how much do you think you should put into your marketing? Um, so I'll use pretty tough as a great example. We're always marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I, by that, I just mean that we're literally always marketing. Um, even if we're not working, we're marketing mm -hmm. our business and our product. Um, we're trying to keep up on our social media. We're trying to post something. If you have a conversation with myself, um, or my business partner, we will both mention our business somewhere in the conversation. The conversation could be about it raining outside. We're going to talk about who's good. Right. <laughs> um, right. It's just, you know, uh, especially in the day and time that we live in now where um, social media is such a big part of your marketing. Right. Um, I think that people should be using that to their advantage. Yeah, of course. It's I not all the time, like the majority of the time. Yeah, I definitely I you know, I'm a big and one of the, the one of the examples I always give when I do business coaching is look at McDonald's and Burger King. These are the most recognizable brands, period. Right. Like who what little kid you can't drive down the street and be like, all right, point out a McDonald's. They're going to be like, that's McDonald's right there. Mm -hmm. These are multi trillion dollar companies. And guess what? They still spend billions upon billions of dollars in advertising. And everybody's like, why? It's name recognition. They're forcing it into your, your thought process. First thing you think about when you think about a hamburger, McDonald's or Burger King. It's, it's, it's when you look at the big boys and how they do it, you have to scale yourself that way. And so. I guess when you when you're talking about marketing for your hookah company and you're you're coming up with a plan of how you guys are going to do stuff um is it when you guys have your meetings is it any like uh well girl you know we always talking about this you know or, or what what did y'all what's the conversations like because i feel like a lot of you know um younger businesses struggle with the marketing piece is, are you guys both on the same page as what you guys are going what you're going to do so, um, I would say, luckily for me, um, I have a business partner that I am always on the same page with. Mm -hmm. However, we do have different job roles and it really helps, um, uh, with marketing us dividing down our job roles. So, uh, my job is mostly the social media page, um, uh -huh. or any paperwork that we need done. Um, I, I was in charge of getting our logo taken care of or getting the stickers made for our hookah to go cup. Mm -hmm. um, whereas her job is product. What products are good for us? So she, every hookah that we have, every hookah that we personally own has been tested by us. Mm -hmm. So she tested it. She studied it. She's read reviews on those type hookahs. Um, everything that we need to do to, um, be able to market it better, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you don't know your product, then how do you expect other people to know your product? Exactly. Or to enjoy your product. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And and I, I mean, I just want to add like, so, all right, ideally, this is what I advise people to do. Because we about to run into the season where, you know, people are posting LLCs and EINs. And these are pieces of paper. And mm -hmm. um, I, I feel like, the purchasing or the registering of an LLC has become more of an accomplishment than a step. It's really just the first thing you do in a process. And really the process includes, and I remember years ago, I remember I went to a bank and I went to go open up a business checking account. And this is when I was really green with um, business. And I remember she asked me for a business plan. I was like, what do I need a business plan for to open up a checking account? I'm just trying to, deposit this check in my business name you know what i'm saying and, yeah. and she was making me jump through some hurdles and stuff like that and i remember being frustrated 
But as time grew on, I, I started to figure out a business plan is really important, especially for the first six months to a year of your business. And I really feel like we don't understand that and we get so far away from it. I feel like the ability to do business versus being prepared to do business, two totally different things, two totally different things. So like, for example, like you guys have the hookah product and you guys are out there doing business. So when you look at it, what's your six month plan? What's your 12 month plan? How you how do you plan to scale up your business over time? How do you plan on bringing on new employees? The importance of employee handbook, the important, the importance of, you know, articles of corporation, not just the, the, you know what I'm saying? The, um, the LLC, it's a mm -hmm. lot of stuff that goes into it. And then I've been finding, you know, cause I, one of the other things I do is help people establish business credit without using their personal credit at all. And when I start looking at some of these companies and people that I know personally who like have 480 credit scores, but have perfect business credit. And when I tell you the way people are leveraging business credit nowadays, they're actually making money, cash money nowadays off of using their business credit. It's crazy. It's crazy the amount of money you can make. And, and let's not even get into the whole rewards, credit cards and stuff like that. Like I can blow, mm -hmm. I can blow your top off with information about how to basically travel for free, eat for free, everything all off of the, the leveraging of your business credit. Whole nother, whole nother show though. Whole nother show. <laughs> we will get into that later, but when you are, right, let's, let's, let's ask this question. Let me ask you this question. So when you're first developing your business idea, you and your business partner and you, and you bring it out to the public, what was the first thing the haters had to say? Oh, <laughs> come on. Tell me what them haters had to say. Cause it don't matter what you do. The haters going to say something. You could be like, oh man, we got Jesus water straight from Jesus and we're giving it away free. You know, they got that Jesus water from Summit Lake, right? You know what I'm saying? It's it, they, they, everybody got something to say. So what did they have to say about you and your business? Um, I'm really trying to think of, of, of things that I heard then, because not that we've been in business for a super long time, but we, I feel like we've gotten to a point where we don't pay attention to that type of stuff. But I'm, I do believe that there were some things said, um, I know one of the things that I heard a lot was, um, I got questioned on going into business with someone. Mm -hmm. So I got questioned into, about going into business with someone and, you know, just what people's experience was with having a business partner that was their friend and things like that. And, um, me and my me and my business partner, which is Latoya, by the way. Let me say her name. A quick calling her my business partner because she's just as important in this. Okay. Um, me and Toya don't we even in our friendship we don't have um, we don't. I won't say we we don't have disagreements. That would not be true. Mm -hmm. We handle our disagreements very well. Um, we don't get off the phone without working it out. Um, right. And I think we apply that same aspect to our business relationship as well. Um, so that was never my worry, but I will say that a lot of people tried to put that, um, in my, I don't know if they tried to put it in her head as well. I'm sure. I don't know. That's not something we really talk about, but you know, a lot of people definitely tried to put that in my head that, you know, having a business partner isn't the best way to go, which I don't think that's always true. I think it's, you know, what works best for the business. It, you know, I, listen, I, I got horror stories and I got success stories, um, from my own personal yeah. walk, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I've, I've got business partners that, you know, I would push out of a moving car. Um, and then I got business partners <laughs> that I literally would do anything for. And it is a very important thing when you bring on a business partner, because you're marrying yourself with this business. And sometimes you really have to ascertain is your business partner as dedicated to the business as you, 
Um, and then is their skill set something that works for the business? And so I guess it, it, it definitely is a hurdle. And I do see a lot of people yeah. pick the wrong person. So I guess I'm not going to say that that was like a hundred percent hate more so than an observation, not saying, cause that, cause sometimes it is, it's just like, Hey, let me pull your coattails to this. You know, I don't want, I don't want you to make a mistake. And then a couple months from now, you trying to scramble, scramble backwards. Cause literally when I coach people on business, one of the first problems that they try to fix within the first six months is who they started the business with. And I think that, I think that's understandable, but I think I was looking at it from more of the people who are not coaches giving me that advice, <laughs> not giving me that advice. Right, 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 um, right, 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 right. I I, I totally but, get that. But that's neither here nor there. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> so okay, so all right, so with people, you know, obviously trying to throw something in the in the hatchet. I mean, in the in the mix early on. So what was, I guess, the first major hurdle that you both had to accomplish? I mean, get over together. Um, hmm. Was it bringing the product to market? Was it marketing? Was it, you know, ideal differences? How they, how you guys see the business? It's always a little hurdle that you got to get over um, initially when you're trying to bring things to market. Um, I I guess I would say I guess I would say so we had actually funny we can both laugh about this we had when we were first um, going to pick out our um, we were putting our all of our flavors are created by us all of our shisha flavors right they're all created by us okay and we um, we were testing them out and trying to figure out what flavors we like. We had kind of put it all together prior to actually going shopping for these flavors. Sidebar, sidebar, sidebar before you continue. I've sucked their smoke and it is really delicious. I've I've sucked it myself. <laughs> it's I just want to tell you guys that I have sucked it and it's it's really it's really tasty in my mouth. <laughs> um, so when we went to go out <laughs> sometimes you guys just have to let um say what he wants to say and just move <laughs> along which is what i'm doing so when we went to go pick out the flavors um toya is a really um he's a really no nonsense kind of person mm-hmm. um where i'm i'm i have to know every single detail of something and so we're in the store, and I'm, and I'm also talkative. So I'm very outgoing and friendly when I want to be, and, like, I'll hold a conversation with anybody. Um, and so we are in the store, and we're talking to the lady, and I'm just talking, talking, talking away. And I can tell Toya is getting annoyed a little bit. I see it in her face. And so <laughs> I stopped to ask her what's wrong, and she's like, nothing. And I'm like, it's just like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, nothing, <laughs> right? And we both kind of got an attitude, and, it's because um, it, we weren't in disagreement about anything. It was just because she's just a no-nonsense kind of person, whereas I need all the details. And I think that we just misunderstood each other in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we left, we had a conversation about it later on the phone. And we did. We just misunderstood each other in that moment. And it was like, she was like, no, well, I just figured we already had everything written down. I just wanted to kind of get to the point. And I was like, well, blah, 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 blah. I was confused about this, you know, and we worked it out. But I think I would say that that was the only little hiccup we had is kind of just understanding each other's um, personalities when it comes to business rather than, you know, we're friends. We've been friends for a while. Um, so, so okay, but- let me ask you this question. Let me just, let me just throw this hypothetical out there. All right. Your first, your first eighteen months, you guys do two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in net sales. Okay. You have differences about how to grow the business. What? How do you? How would you handle that? 
So I think that when I think of our, our business relationship, I think that the best way that we would probably handle it, the best way I would handle it is to write down the pros and cons of each. Mm-hmm. So whatever it is, whatever direction she feels like we should go, let's break it down. Let's write down the pros and cons of it. You know, what do we think is going to be the result or what does she see as the result of the way that she wants to go? Mm-hmm. We do the same thing with where, you know, whatever it is that I'm seeing for our business. Let's write down the pros and cons of it. I think somewhere in there you can find compromise. And and I and I guess I, I hear a lot of that in um, younger businesses. Like if you grow really fast, are you going to be ready for the level of success that you you come to? So it's like if you go from, hey, we made a couple thousand dollars this week to, hey, we made twenty thousand dollars this week. Um, is the infrastructure set up? Like, could you throw other people into it, hire some employees, have a manager, have a regional director? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if a business grows really fast, how will you handle the pressure of success? That was a question. That was, that was a question. I, I, got it. I got it. I got it. That was a pause. That was a pause. I got you. Um, So I, you know, honestly, I wish that I could answer that question, but I don't know because we aren't there yet. Um, And even hypothetically speaking, I would like to say that, you know, we would just do what we needed to do. We would be able to handle it. But that that's not realistic. That that wouldn't be realistic for me to say. Yeah, but 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 that's the importance of the overall plan and vision um, to be ready Cause you, you think about it, you're just one suck away. You know what I'm saying? You're just, one suck you're away. one suck away. You know you what I'm are. saying? Somebody sucks that hookah and they're like, Hey, I got, you know, 18 bars and restaurants. I would love to put your product in all of my bars and restaurants next week. You know what I'm saying? Now your annual sales done shot up by 120%. So mm-hmm. having, having some form of a, a strategy, um, in place. And, 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 you know, something, I think sometimes when we start our businesses, nobody, like we want to make money. We want to make money. Of course we want to quit these jobs. I, I, I hated my nine to five job. I hated it so much. I would have done anything to get out of it. We hate these jobs so much that we put our dreams on the, and, and the pressure on these businesses. But then we really don't have a realistic goal if they take off. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I remember right. one of my first companies um, I started was a carpet cleaning company. And I remember I ran an ad and got a, um, a number in the telephone book. This is back when they had telephone books. This is how old long I it showing is. your age. Right, showing my age, right? And I remember the first week where we were in the telephone book, I got like buku calls because I took this class and this guy was like, whatever you name your company, make sure it starts with an A. Because if it starts with an A, you'll be in the beginning of the section of whatever section you're in in the phone book. So I, you know, I came up with some clever A carpet cleaning or whatever. And it, it, it was, it was the first one, first ad in the book, people calling me left and right. Couldn't keep up. Only had one machine. Had to let money fly out the window because I couldn't keep up with it. Wasn't ready for the success. The marketing was awesome. I wasn't ready. And it led to me becoming burnt out. Like I had like like 20 jobs a day. It was, it was terrible. Ended up falling off. Had to shut it down. <laughs> and it's like you you grow, you if you grow so fast, just like if you had a bar or restaurant and you know, the first day you open up, you get like 1500 people through the door. Next day, 15, you ain't got no more chicken. <laughs> you, you ain't got no more, uh, French fries. You done ran out of all this stuff. And it's, I guess we, we have to all, all people we got for one, we got a network. We got to go into coaching. We got to go into mentorship. Um, but we got to be ready for success. Like I, I, and the reason I say this is because I, I've, I've tried your product one time but I've seen the reaction from other people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I've seen people, Oh, you know, this is hitting, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, I like your vibe. I like your energy. And all it takes is one person who has 14, 18 bars and restaurants and boom, you, you win 14 bars and restaurants. 
And now you and Toya having way more serious conversations. <laughs> well, I guess that's why I'm happy that I have such a great friend who happens to be, you know, a business coach. <laughs> checks in the mail i mean uh, bills in the mail but listen we, it, scaling <laughs> listen scaling is very is very difficult because it's a it's it's something you can only be in control of so much of because you're relying on other people and most of those people are employees and mm -hmm. if anybody knows in 2021 it's a year of the most terrible employees ever don't nobody yeah. want to work. <laughs> you can pay somebody $25, 35 $45 an hour. Guess what? They still don't want to work. You know what I'm saying? So it's crazy. I know. Listen, I haven't drove truck. I got a CDL. I haven't drove truck for probably 13 years. I'm getting calls like cold calls, like, hey, I see you got a CDL. We got a $10,000 sign-on bonus. If you drive, you know, X, Y, and Z, I'm like, man, how much? <laughs> but it's like, I ain't <laughs> driving no truck. But I'm just saying, they're looking for people so bad everywhere. Every yeah. industry yeah. is looking for employees. And I don't get it. Where are all the people at? Why? How They cut off the unemployment. What are they doing? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. That's, I don't know. I don't know. So we're going to pivot just a little bit, you know, just a little bit. So, um, so Shani, what's your uh, relationship status right now? I thought you said pivot a little bit. That was like a whole, <laughs> we did a full circle. A full um, circle, the 360. Um, I'm single. <laughs> you single, single? What is single, single now? Single, okay, for me, for me personally, single, single means you're single and not fucking. Oh, well, then I'm single. Wait, single, single means single and not fucking? Single, double single means you're single and you're not fucking. Now, if you're just okay. single, that means you're single, you don't have a significant other, but you have a other that you do other things with. If that makes sense. Oh, no, I don't have a other that I that I do other things. All with. right, so you're double. So you're double single right now. Correct. Double single. So ain't ain't no booze. Ain't nobody under the impressions that they own your kitty cats right now. No, no one's definitely not under. There's no one who would ever be under the impression they own my kitty cat, other than myself. Um, there's no booze per se i have someone i'm interested in um definitely not a boo yet um mm -hmm. maybe a while before he becomes a boo i'm taking my time i'm dating and what does what does dating look like for you what does dating look like for you it's different for everybody what's what does dating look like for you are you an uh, are you an aggressive dater are you a a reactive dater? Are you proactive, or is this sort of like a unisex hoodie for you? Like, what is it? Oh, where is that? That I didn't know there was. Maybe I'm not dating. I didn't know there was all these terms for. Well, I mean, it's different types of daters. So you have people who are proactive, who you know, hey, you know, want to go here and do this, and and then there's people who never suggest anything and they're just reactive. Like, yeah, I'll go. You know what I'm saying? That's the only response they have. And then you have unisex where you do a little bit of both. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so, so I guess I'm unisex then because I like to be taken on dates. I also like to take on dates. Okay. So, okay. um, like it's a, it's, I'm not always, you have to take, you definitely have to take me on the first date though. I, I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm not planning or asking a man on the first date. However. Right, so, so how, what first date? Is the first date intimate? Is it dinner? Or is it like a meetup? Let's just get lunch, coffee. What are we doing? Do you need to have, like, um, you know, put on a, a a little black dress, meet me, or let me pick you up, we'll go to the marble room? Like, what, what has to happen on the first date for you? So the first date for me is just being in a space where we can talk. Mm -hmm. Um so it doesn't necessarily, it could be coffee, it could be the marble room, it could be either or. Um, but it's just a, a space for me where we can talk and kind of fill each other out and get to know each other. 
Um, I don't want to go to the movies on the first date. Yeah, that's weird. You know, because what's the point in that, right? Right. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty versatile, and I like doing a bunch of different things. So first date for me could be it's it's a variety of things. Now, it doesn't have to be you know. Now when you're dating, when you're dating, are you finding that you run into guys who can communicate effectively with you? Or are you doing most of the talking? It's a little bit of both. Um, I've had guys who, who, you know, they kind of hunt me down for my number Mm -hmm. or the opportunity to talk to me. And then they what you they they just hit you with the WID all day. Mm -hmm. Is that irritating? Every single day. It is. It is. It's irritating for me. I get that a lot. And it's like, I, and, I, and the first thing that always pops in my head is like, that's the first thing I see on Facebook or social media is that women don't like when guys do that, but then women do it to me. And I'd be like, use a complete sentence. You 137 years old. Like, come on. Like, for real. <laughs> like, use a complete sentence. I'm not even responding. I'm not even going to respond. If you send me, if you hit me up with a, a H-I, a W-Y-D, or a WYA. I'm not responding. I'm not. I don't care what you look like. I don't care how fat it is. Whatever. I'm not doing it. I'm just not because it's, it's going to be a waste of my time. If you don't, if you can't hold a conversation, I'm getting off the phone. I don't got time for I it. Agree. I don't got time for so, it. So do you like um, talking on the phone more than texting? Yeah. I, I, I don't even like to text. Like, Texting to me is too, it's, it's too much perception and interpretation. So it's like, you can get a text message from somebody and take that like 160 different ways. So it's like, I don't even want to play this game. You know what I'm saying? Like I've literally had guys like my friends, like, Hey man. So, I mean, we got beef. I'm like, no, I just said your team suck. I ain't, you know what I'm saying? Like. Don't text me then. Don't don't just, just stay off my phone <laughs> for real. You can't call me. <laughs> stay off my phone or send a picture, something, a video. I don't know. But texting is not my thing. Now, texting is like something I do for quick correspondence. Like I'm on my way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a texting. But I'm not about to have any intellectual conversation or any emotional conversation via text. I have stopped talking to females because that's their thing. Like, and it's just not like, you don't text people emotional things via text. Sometimes depends on what type of emotional. It's it's, it's too crazy. No, it is though. I agree. I'm joking. Um, I do agree. There is, there should be a limit to texting. Um, especially when you're dating, like when you're trying to get to know someone and you're dating, there should be definitely a limit to like, the yeah. texting part of it. Look, uh, Ebony, uh, Ebony Jones said, um, let's get tattoos on the first date. <laughs> like, oh, wait. oh, that's an interesting day. Oh, that, that, that right there would be some seventh floor at city hospital type shit. <laughs> Who going to go get a tattoo with a person? Well, put like this. Well, if y'all were not matching tattoo, you're right. She didn't, she didn't say, say matching. Right. You, you're right. She, she did. Yes, you're right. You're right. She did not say matching tattoos. She said tattoos. So, like, you can go get your spirit animal on your back, and I can go get, like, maybe a dot on my inner thigh. Boom. I'm done. I don't have any tattoos, though, Shani. Oh, well, see, that's different. See, I have tattoos, so that would be, like, a cool date for me. That would be spontaneous to, like, let's go get tattoos, and we don't tell each other, you know, like, what tattoo we're getting. We just get it. And then show each other at the end. Yeah, and show each other. I think that would be kind of cool. So, Shiny, how do you feel about first night sex? Is that like something you into? Um, I don't know that I've. What first night sex? Are we talking about first date, first night, or like you already know the person first night? Uh, let's let's say you've talked to him on the phone, but this is the first time y'all done actually hung out. I don't know if I've ever had first time I hung out. Maybe not, second, because I'm not approved. I'm not saying that. Yeah, okay. Maybe second, but not. Second. I don't think it's ever been like completely the first time we've ever hung out. 
So never like one night stands and stuff like that. Nothing like that. Because do I have any one night stands on this thing? I mean, because ain't nobody listening. It's just really me and you. So um, I, I don't care if they are. I'm not embarrassed about my past, present, or future. Um, I I've one night stand someone before, but I've never had a one night stand. So yeah, I've had. I I've dated had someone. I dated someone before, mm-hmm. and he did something to me that I didn't like. And so when I had the opportunity, I one night stand him. I'm, I'm so cons- like that's that's a deep. I know. Story. I'm yeah, going to explain it to you. I'm going to explain it to you. And I found out men don't like this, by the way. So he did something that I I really didn't like. He hurt my feelings, mm. and so um, later on down the line, I had the opportunity to. Um, what he do? That's what everybody in everybody in America want to know. What I did he do? What? I stayed the night with him. I put it on him, and then I never called him again. But what did he do? How what did, did he, he do? How did he hurt your feelings? Oh, we're not talking about that because I've forgiven him since then. It's in the past. I don't want to talk. Oh my goodness! When Shotty does get her feelings hurt, sometimes listen. Listen, everybody gets their feelings hurt. I get my feelings. Look, people be thinking I don't have feelings. Like I've had. That's how they feel about me. They they, think I'm a savage, and I don't know where they got that from. Yeah, I am. I'm not. I'm not gonna say I'm Will Smith vulnerable, (laughs) but but I I I definitely have feelings, and they be getting hurt. From and the thing is, it'd be the stuff that you wouldn't think would hurt somebody, but it hurt me. Like one of the one of the ways you could really get up under my skin is non-support. Non-support. That's a that's a big one for me. Yeah, same here. If if I can look put like this, if I if I throw an event or I'm doing something with my business or, you know, something like that where I can look up and it's a crowd of people that I don't even know and I'm not even connected to. And then my significant other or a person interested ain't even there. It's like, what are we really doing? You know what I'm saying? I'm, so I'm, would you say that that's your love language? But that's not a love language. It could be. Which one? It could fit into acts of service. It could fit into like words of affirmation. Because sometimes for me, um, words can be nonverbal, right? True. You believe in True. nonverbal communication. True. So actions speak louder than words. So to me, words of affirmation is like action of affirmation as well. That's deep. And you know something? I, I, I'm real <laughs> big on love language. Real big on love languages. I think they're essential in every form of... Um, communication and, and and people but i feel like they're also also a little culturally biased like i feel like we need to adjust them a little bit and add a little tweak of frank's hot sauce to the love language just so it fits us a little bit a little bit better i've actually been working on it you've been working on changing the love languages modifying the love languages just so they yes. fit a little bit more to us as people of color, like, I feel like they, they work in general, but brown and black people, I feel like we're just a little bit different when it comes to, um, emotional attachments, emotional trauma, Mm -hmm. like triggers and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So it's like, like receiving gifts in our community, to a certain extent that comes with a stigma. True. And, and we need to modify that because it's like, you know, you could just like a person to think about you while they're shopping and get you something nice. And that could be the extent mm-hmm. of it. But, you know, in our community, oh, she's a gold digger. Oh, he's an opportunist. That's, no, that's you know, really true. So it's, it's, you know, we have to adjust and modify these love languages just, in our, you know what I'm saying? Just a little Frank's hot sauce on it just to spice it up just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, and I, I, I love the book. I love the quiz. Like anytime I even talk to somebody, or even if I'm, if I'm literally having a a conversation with a potential like business partner, I'm like, hey, what's your love language? 
Because I want to know, mm -hmm. because that's how you effectively communicate with somebody. I don't care what nobody say, because you don't want to. No, that's very, that's very true. I always have this rule about, because uh, I'm very, um, I'm very attached to my friends, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, I'm very, like, big on communicating with my friends, treating my friends, um, whatever, almost obviously we won't say everything but almost whatever i'm willing to do in a relationship i'm willing to do in a friendship mm -hmm. and what i mean by that is right it's it's a lot of us women who will give a man twenty thousand chances right but right. the minute you get into it with your friend the friendship is over why yep you know what i mean and right. so, like, I'm very big on treating my friends the same way I would in my relationships as far as what I'm willing to tolerate, what I'm willing to not tolerate, you know, what I'm willing to um, compromise on. Am I willing to lose my friends? Things like that. And I think a big part of it is also knowing your friends' love languages. Mm -hmm. and, and, and like, not just knowing love languages to date, but knowing love languages to have better relationships with people in general. Listen. What the, what's the one thing that you say? People say uh, you got to listen to understand, not listen to respond. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we get so combative in our conversations and talking to our friends that we forget we have to listen to our friends and understand what they're trying to say. And and you're right. In these moments of adversity, we have to be able to, you know, go through it with our friends and be friends yeah. on the other side of the adversity because friends don't come easy, especially as you get older. It ain't like you just, Oh, this is, Oh, we went to high school together. You can't redo high school when you 40, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it ain't no more high school. So the friends that you develop these long-term relationships, you just can't throw these people in the trash and be like, Oh, yeah. I'm gonna just go get some more new ones. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? You don't get me wrong meet new people, nurture new relationships. But when you pass over, when you turn, when it turns into a friendship, there's some accountability on both parts, no matter what the situation exactly. and the adversity is. There's some, exactly. there's some ground that, you know, you're going to go through something. That's just relationships in general. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like me and you, we, we were, we were introduced by a third party. And the third party eh, somewhat has been removed, but me and you still friends. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and friends mean for the word friends to me means something. I don't use it casually. I say in a minute, yes, yeah, my associate, that's my colleague. That's, um, you know, my business partner. I, I'll use those terms in the room with that person. <laughs> but if I right. if I call you my friend, I got you. That's my friend. You know what I'm saying? And we as adults, we need to define that a little bit better and then stand behind it once yeah. we once we put it once we put it out in the world, we need to stand behind the word friend. Because it's if you if you're a grown person, and I'm gonna say grown over 25. If you over 25 and you calling people your friend, I, I expect you to behave a certain way and honor that relationship. I don't need you to be like, this is my friend, but let me tell you about this hoe. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let, you can't right. do that with me. You can't do that with me because it's like, if you doing that with me about her, you're doing that with me about others with me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you don't use the word friend like we do around my neighborhood. <laughs> so, Hey, yeah. that's, that's just me. That's just me. I'm just, you know, I'm 172 years old. That's, that's how we do it where I come from. <laughs> but well, I, I'm glad you finally telling your real age. Wow. You see, see friends be having jokes too. Real jokes. So I got a couple more questions. A couple okay. more questions. I, I think I got a couple more answers. Okay. All right. All right. Let's get into it. Uh oh. <laughs> I, I thought we was into it. We let are. Me pour, let, let me pour me a little more wine. Then. Okay. Go ahead. Pour your wine. I, I thought. I thought we were into it. We into it. Not. We into so. it. But we just gonna go a little bit deeper. Okay. 
What trauma, what trigger are you carrying that you will take into the next relationship no matter what? Oh. Oh, Tom be getting that good jab. Pop, pop, bam. Um, um. Okay. You're taking it. It's, it's you. You. You might even be working on it, but you're gonna take it. It's. it's Cause I'm work, I have. I've been working on a, a. Trust me, a whole lot of things this past year. Um. But I guess if I had to think about what trauma would I take it to, even though I'm working on it, what would I take it to the next relationship? Um. Mm. I think it would be starting people off with too much of my trust. Mm. So I, I, so in the past, in, mm. the, in the past, recent and far past, I've mm. had a habit of, um. Rather, I, I know a lot of people who are the complete opposite. Uh -huh. Probably the majority of the world is the complete opposite. But my little kind-hearted soul is not. Just the way I work. Maybe it'll change one day. Mm -hmm. I think it will because I've been working on it. But, so the way that I work is, most people, right, you have to earn their trust, right? Right. So, for most people, you start off with an F in A class and you got to earn your A. Well, in my class, you start off with an A, and then that, that letter drops based on your actions, right? Mm hmm However, I don't think that that has helped me develop as a person when going into a new relationship. Mm hmm So, I allow people to, you know, I trust you. You know, day one, I trust you. And then I watch your actions and I kind of let you, you know, kick yourself in the <clears throat> ass pretty much. So um, I'm going to agree with you because I feel like I'm like that as well. Yeah. And I, like I tell anybody, um, I'm going to believe everything you say until I can't. Exactly. So it, and it does put you in a. Uh, awkward position when you develop in a relationship with even a friend or a significant other because you're open to the possibilities of the relationship because you're not going into it with a guarded like trust wall right right and so that's why it's so important to ascertain the agenda of the other person and make sure that their finish line matches your finish line because they can be in it for another reason and you're in it for another, a completely different reason. And you don't find this out until you still too far down the road. And now it's like, Oh, let's just throw the whole thing away. Um, and women, yeah, women have to understand, like, especially like somebody like you, who's, you know, not hard on the eyes that, Initially, of course, there's sexual attraction that gravitates people to you. So, right. And sometimes right. it's mutual. It's mutual. Like, okay, I, I like him like that. He likes me like that. But when you go into it, trusting and sexually attracted to a person, <sighs> them is like two things that, that will work against you if you don't protect yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think also is um, to add to that. I think what I've also learned is that it's okay. It's okay to to need reassurance. It's okay mm -hmm. to want to halfway through, three weeks in, a month in, six months, whatever the time frame is. It's okay to be like, let's revisit this conversation and make mm -hmm. sure we're still on the same page. Mm -hmm. you're, you're absolutely because, right. Yeah, because if not, you'll end up. Finding out, you know, later down the line that maybe you guys weren't on the same page. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And now you're questioning everything that happened in between that time when you really could have asked. It may not or it may have been a conversation, you know, because um, not everybody is willing to talk or communicate. Right. So. Right. 
but yeah. but then again, a person who's not willing to talk or communicate, that means something too. So Yeah. Now and, and the thing is, is it is it I don't want to talk about this or I don't know how to talk about this? Because you're gonna run think, into both, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And you and that's one of the things I have to find out sometimes is like, is she capable of talking about like her emotions, her feelings, or can she not because of whatever trauma trigger or just lack of development. And sometimes that's literally what it is. It's lack of mm -hmm. development. Like they have not progressed and it doesn't matter how old they are. It doesn't matter yeah. where they're from. Sometimes people just don't evolve enough to talk about their um, feelings and emotions um, seriously. And sometimes it's, it's like how you were raised in your household. Like your mom didn't talk about her emotions. Your dad didn't talk about his emotions. So you don't talk about yours as an adult. Right. And so right. you, you be a good solid person, highly high functioning, but at the same time, it's a part of you that's censored off from your significant other because you don't have, the skill level or communication skills to talk about your feelings and emotions. And so your relationships end up always arcing and then crashing because you get to a point where you can't get past an emotional hurdle. It's, it's a tough, it's a very tough, uh, position to be in. And I know I've been in it and I'm pretty sure you've been in it. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's a lot, you know what I'm saying? Relationships are a lot of work. And I feel like we live in a day and age where the work of a relationship becomes so overwhelming and so heavy to carry from relationship to a relationship that we just give up, we quit. And that's why I say in moments of adversity, you know, we we're just giving up nowadays. We're like, mm -hmm. let me just get back on the app. I swipe left, find somebody else. When actually, just like you said previously, we got to work through these problems and keep these friends, keep these relationships, because sometimes starting over really isn't the best option. It's just the easiest option. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. It, it's, it's a very tough, you know, it's a very tough thing. Very tough. And I feel like we this is where everybody needs to normalize that counseling and therapy and coaching and all of that stuff is normal. Asking for help is normal. Absolutely. Therapy is actually on my list of 2022 goals. So. Oh, let's get into our 2022 <laughs> goals. Let's get into the Jetsons flying ships. Let's go. Uh, all right. Give me your top three goals for 2022. Um, so I actually listed them earlier. I had a post. Um, if anybody wants to still go and comment, you can. I had a post about goals, short term, long term, even medium goals, because there is a such thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but my goals for 2022, um, are definitely to find a therapist. Um, I have. I got you one. I got you one. I'll give you a number. So I have done I've done a lot of, of work on myself this past year. Um, I'm sure that um, people can tell. I've had people tell me they can tell. But I've done a lot of work on myself this past year. However, there are some things, um, childhood trauma, things like that, that um, I know are hindering me from moving even further. Mm -hmm. So um, that's at the top of my list. Um I want to get back starting to work out again. Um, I was working out. A lot of people don't know this, and I'm not afraid to, you know, share my truth. But over quarantine, and everybody's goal is different, right? So mm -hmm. I don't want to hear I'm small and I, I'm not allowed to feel this way. I don't want to hear that bullshit. I, over quarantine, I had gotten up to the heaviest weight I have ever been. Mm -hmm. For me. Again, I'm saying for me because I know how people can be. For me. So yes. over quarantine, I had gotten up to 185 pounds. Um, when I was nine months pregnant with my son, I was 166 pounds. Nine months pregnant, I was 166 pounds. So for me, 185 pounds was a lot of weight to be carrying around, right? Mm -hmm. I wasn't used to it. 
So um, last year, at the beginning of the year, I that was one of my goals to get back in the gym. So for almost, I would say about the first six months almost of the year, I was working out six days a week. Mm. Um, within the first month and a half that I was working out, I lost 15 pounds. Mm-hmm. Just working out and eating right and things like that. And I felt different. My body felt different. My mindset was different. Everything, it was, it was just different. And I would love to get back to that point. To that. Maybe not even six days, but maybe three or four days. You know, I, I just know that, um, I just know that it felt good, you know? Right. Um, so that's one of my goals for 2022. And of course, of course, of course, of course, to build my businesses. I mean, of course. You know, just to take them to the next level. So that's also a goal for 2022. That's what's up. That's what's up. I love that. Fitness, business, mind. Yes. <clears throat> and, yep. and and the thing is, I, I like how you put. And I know you probably didn't do it in any order, but you put mind, body, business. Because I feel like sometimes we put business first and you can't. Mm-hmm. operate your business without your mind and your body and a healthy mind and body. And you, and you'll see like, as you start to get in shape and it helps your ideas and your mental state and all that stuff. So it makes you become a better business owner. So I know, and I literally have similar goals. It's just, you know, my, my biggest goal of 2022, 2022, is to only use DoorDash once a month. <laughs> and it sounds That's funny. It sounds funny. I know it does, but I only want to use DoorDash once a month. And yeah. when I tell you DoorDash has been feeding me, <laughs> people are coming to my house and they know me. And that's frustrating for me. Like, yeah. Tom, I got yeah. your wings. Hey, I'll put, like, they, the one late live. It was raining one day. So she opened my door and put like some newspaper over my bag and wrote a note that says, have a nice day, Tom. She's been to my house before. She's been to my house numerous times before. And, and we got to cut that out, big guy. Yeah. We got to cut that out. Yeah, We got to cut that out. So yeah, only, only, only eating from DoorDash once a month. Like that's my cheat day. I'll go ahead and order my stuff. Um, cooking more meals, cooking more healthy meals. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I must, I'm going to say this also, and it's going to sound crazy, but really be a little bit more selfish. 2022, I really am going to be a little bit more selfish about my business endeavors, my personal health, my eating, all of that, because I feel like sometimes I put a lot of people before me. And I yeah. have to, I have to rechange. I have, I have to go hard for time in 2022 from now on. Really. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, yeah. I agree with the word of being selfish too. Yeah. Cause sometimes people try to, a lot, you know, a lot of times people try to make it seem like it's a bad thing. Stigma right? is a word with but a stigma. It's a word with a stigma. Absolutely. But I, I definitely agree with you. Cause I know one of the things that I've worked towards, um, and I've gotten a little bit better at it. I, I just got kind of yelled at a little bit by, by Toya today about it. But I um, I need to be more selfish with my time, yeah. you know? Um, and, and like you said, you said you want to be more selfish about your business and stuff like that. And sometimes it starts with just your time, mm-hmm. being selfish with your time, you know? Sometimes we feel obligated to tell everybody yes or squeeze them in or try to fit them in or whatever the case may be you know because we're so worried about that stigma of being selfish but it's you know yeah yeah nothing to be afraid of it is nothing to be afraid of you are exactly right and yeah man shiny i'm really happy that you jumped on tonight like we had a really good show we did we had a really good show and the thing is we went right head to head with all the bible studies across the country so this is going to be an awesome replay like to know tomorrow so (laughs) (laughs) 
But I want to thank you for coming on. I want to thank you for sharing tonight. Uh, once again, uh, Pretty Shiny on Facebook. And you can um, hit up her company, Pretty Puffs Hookah, um, on Instagram and on Facebook. The link is on the screen. Um, and man, I am, I am happy and grateful that you joined us tonight. Well, thank you for having me, Tom. Is there something you. you want to say to the people before we get off? Um, you are what you manifest. I will leave with that. I don't know why that's been on my mind all day. Um, especially more so since you asked me to come on the show. And so I felt the need to make sure that I share that with everybody. So you are what you manifest. Hey, you, you're exactly right. Um, <laughs> and like I say, every episode, you know, God gives you, puts everything that you want right outside of your reach. And it's up to you to extend to get it. And believe me, it's theirs for the taking. So my name is Tom Swoop. This is First Off In My Opinion. And I'm out.